Hey everybody and welcome to The Handmade Entrepreneur. If you are looking for a way to transform a passion into a purpose, you have come to the right spot. This is episode one and today we are going to talk about my personal journey as a handmade entrepreneur and how I can help you. Hey everybody, I just wanted to do a quick introduction of myself. My name is Nicole. Um, I am going to be your speaker from here going forward on The Handmade Entrepreneur. I wanted to give you a brief overview of who I am and what I do. Um, I got started in 2011. I enjoyed crafts. I liked doing it, um, but it was not a business. It was a hobby that I randomly would go to the store and pick up a bunch, a bunch of stuff and go back home and make something. Um, during my husband's deployment in 2011, I was home with a six-month-old and I was bored. I was bored out of my mind. So I started Googling and searching. I was trying to figure out, you know, maybe I can make a little extra money. Maybe, you know, me spending all this money on crafts could somehow turn into an income. So I found Etsy and Etsy was crazy. Um, The amount of products that were on there, I had no idea where to start. I didn't even know how to make the kind of things that these people were selling. Um, So what I started doing was I started going to YouTube and I started searching and trying to figure out what stuff I can make and how to make it. Um, I actually started with hair bows. And the only reason why I started on hair bows was because my daughter was little and she had hair and, you know, it seemed easy enough. It was just ribbon and an alligator clip. Um, so I so I went to YouTube, I learned how to make them, and I started making them. Lo and behold, I sold a couple. Um, nothing spectacular. It really even didn't even really work out. Um, it was actually a fail, essentially. I mean, it got me on Etsy. I learned how to set up a shop. Um, but other than that, I didn't really, I didn't get anything out of it. So I kept digging deeper. There had to be something that I could sell that would, would sell all the time. So I ended up noticing that little baby crochet hats were selling and they were, I mean, they were cheap. They were like five, six bucks each, but how long could a crocheted hat really take? Well, I didn't know how to crochet. I've never crocheted in my entire life. So here I go again, back to YouTube. So I went to YouTube and I'm searching on how to crochet. I watched every kind of crochet video out there. I went and I bought yarn. I bought my crochet hooks and I would sit there night after night and I would learn to crochet. So probably didn't take me that long. Probably a couple of weeks later, um, I was able to start crocheting. So I would crochet a hat. They took me 30 to 45 minutes each and I would sell them for six, seven dollars. Not very much, but it was an income. It gave me something to do. I was busy. And then I started buying patterns and I went to Ravelry, which is a website for uh, crochet patterns. And I would just slowly increase what I was able to offer. I realized um, later on that as the crochet hats were selling, and yes, they were selling well, I was running out of time. Each crochet hat took me 30 to 45 minutes, and then the orders were stacking. So I would be up all hours of the night trying 
to get my orders in, which is a great problem to have, but is also a bad problem to have. So when I say it's a bad problem to have, um, it's time, you only have so much time. And if your product is going to take you, you know, 30, 45 minutes, it has to be worth your time. And yes, $7 is $7, but you know, it adds up and is $7 really worth my time for 45 minutes worth of work? I ended up saying no. So I started um, searching on Etsy, trying to figure out what my next step was, what I could do to make more money on something that wouldn't take me as long. I liked the baby idea. My daughter wore the hat. She wore the hair bow. So anything I made really wasn't going to waste at this point. So the next step for me was pacifier clips. Um, I was searching and I what I what I do is I search for what I want to shop for. So I shop on Etsy and I find things that look interesting, things that I like. Um, and pacifier clips stood out. And it was because I actually bought some. I bought some from a person on Etsy for my daughter. And I was like, I could so make these. Uh, however, I don't know how to sew. So back again, you know, having to learn the craft. There is nothing wrong with learning what to do and how to do it in order to sell something. Or even to it grow your your ability to do something. So I went to YouTube. I watched sewing videos. I bought the cheapest sewing machine that I could find just because I didn't know if I was going to like it or if I was going to be able to do it. Uh, during this time, I was talking with my husband's grandmother, um, who is an avid sewer and crocheter, and she would help me and walk me through the steps and tell me why my things look the way that they do. Thank God for Skype. Um, we would Skype all the time, and I would hang up my my little crocheted, or not crocheted, um, my little hand-sewn item, and I would say, you know, why does my stitch look like this? How do I do better at this? And she would be able to tell me, because it was all video. Um, without that, I probably would have been slightly more lost. So I started finding, um, I started making the pacifier clips, and then I started looking at where I could get those clips cheaper, because I started buying them originally at Hobby Lobby, because it was local. Um, so then I was able to find my pacifier clips cheaper. I was able to find the snaps cheaper, which then ended up bringing my cost down. I searched high and low for fabrics um, and how to cut my price down on fabrics. I realized I didn't need to buy a yard of fabric or even a half a yard of fabric. I could buy fabric scraps and turn those into pacifier clips, which is a lot cheaper. So my pacifier clips started started getting bigger and I started having more and my sales got better and everything started to, to grow. Now the pacifier clips, they were fast. I can make those quick and simple and I always upgraded my equipment as I grew, which is a good thing because it helps me produce my items better, faster, which then means I have more profit. So with the pacifier clips, my next best step would be clothing or something else related to children because that was my entire focus. I did hair bows, crochet hats, pacifier clips, and here I am now moving on to baby clothes. So with the baby clothes, I started making bibs with my sewing machine. I started making uh, burp cloths, and then I decided that I was going to go to a show. 
I've never been to a show. I don't even know where to start. I just knew that I needed to do something. I needed to get into more people's eyes. I had all this product sitting around waiting to be sold on Etsy. And I figured what best way to push more faster than to do a show. So I signed up for a market in Nashville. It was once a month. I had no idea what I was going to do. I got some tables. I packaged up all my stuff and I went to a market. It was a failure. It was a huge failure. First of all, I had no idea what to expect. I was all by myself. My husband, you know, was back from his deployment, but he was with the baby. So I was there alone. Uh, It was a three-day event, Friday through Sunday. Um, I sat there and I had some interest, but I didn't have much. Uh, I ended up meeting probably the greatest person I could have ever met. Um, She was a couple boosts down, and that was probably the best thing that happened to me. Not only did I meet her, but all of the vendors, they were so nice, and they were so willing to offer you um, an idea or a way that you could do something better. And nobody was going to try to hurt you so much. They were really just full of information. So with this lady, um, she looked at my items, and you know, she sold very similar items, so I was... I wasn't sure how our friendship was going to be since we were so close to the same product. Turns out that she was asking me how I was making my stuff because she knew how long it was taking me. And I told her, you know, I do it by hand. This is how I'm doing it. She's like, you're crazy. You are crazy. She's like, what you need to do is you need to invest in a um, embroidery machine. And I was like, I can't afford that. I could barely even afford the sewing machine I bought. She's like, no, trust me. She's like, you you need to at least borrow mine. I was like, you don't know me. She's like, after this event, you need to come to my house. I said, all right, okay. So I exchanged information with her. I was intrigued. You know, this lady was willing to teach me something that I didn't know how to do, and I'm all for learning. So I ended up going to her house. And this lady's sewing room was magical. She had, like, five embroidery machines. She had fabric everywhere. And here she is loading up my car full of fabric, like bin after bin after bin. And she gave me an embroidery machine to borrow. So I went home and I'm trying to figure it out, you know, based on the lessons that she gave me. And I'm on the phone with her and I start making these items that she's recommending. So not only did I learn her craft, which, you know, is is not the easiest. I wouldn't have been able to do it necessarily on eBay. Um, but I started making these items and then I realized besides doing this, I could do appliques. So I started making burp cloths and adding appliques and adding names and stepping away from what she did, which was basically just the items that she made, but she wasn't personalizing them. And then I grew it into my own thing, which is a personalization. So with the personalization, I... I was busy. It was an actual job. Um, I gave her her machine back and I went and I financed my own. Um, it was probably the scariest finance that I've ever financed. Um, the machine was $4,000 and I just, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't believe that I was there at a brother dealership looking at buying a brother embroidery machine that cost $4,000. My husband was scared, I was scared, but I knew if I didn't do it, I wasn't going to go any further. So here I am walking out 
as happy as can be with a machine that I don't know how to use. Um, they offered education and training, but they were a four-hour drive. So I said, no, I got it. I'll, I'll figure it from here. Took my brand new machine home, opened it up, set it up, and I got to work. And now it just kept growing. The entire idea of embroidered, um, embroidered baby blankets, embroidered burp cloths, embroidered everything. It grew and it grew and it grew. And then the life got sucked out of me. Etsy kicked me off. Um, Etsy is known um, for kicking people off. And they do it relentlessly. They don't care if you get kicked off. They don't care what what your reason was for whatever against what they claim. Um, so lo, lo and behold, they decided that I was stealing people's images and they kicked me off for it, which is not the case at all. The images I bought from other sellers on Etsy, um, and there was nothing, there was nothing wrong. I didn't even know. So, and that's what I told them. I said, you know, I didn't know these people were selling them on Etsy. So why couldn't I use them on my own products? I bought them. They had commercial rights from that seller. Um, Etsy didn't care. They didn't care at all. So I gave up and I sold my machines and I sold all my images and I walked away. I walked away for about a year and a half. And during that time, I said, you know, I I just got to get over this. I just got to get a real job and I need to, you know, help my family support themselves. And I need to get over this entire idea of making something to sell it. So during that year and a half, I actually did my backup plan. And my backup plan was being a nurse. So for one year, I went to school and I got my LPN. Um, I don't regret it. Not at all. I still do it occasionally. Um, And I have a solid foundation for my family should I ever need it. So one and a half years later, I'm working as a nurse. You know, and it's great. You know, I go to work and I make money. I make good money. And then I come back home. But it's not, I don't feel fulfilled. It's not my life's work being done. So here I am finding myself trying to find a way that I could craft. Because crafting has always been a way for me to release energy. It's something that keeps me busy and keeps my mind busy. And it makes me happy. And as a nurse, it's a very, every day is similar. And there's no way to really express yourself in an artsy way at all. So I go back to my husband. I'm like, I need to do something. I need to find a way to make money. I need something to make. So I'm searching, trying to figure out what my next best move is. Um, We're living in Texas now. And we go to their markets quite often. Um, In Texas, the markets are huge. If, If you don't go, if you don't sell them, you're a nobody. Um, so here we are at the markets. I'm seeing some really cool ideas. Um, just trying to figure out what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. Well, it turns out that I'm going to continue on my road to baby clothes. I'm going to step away from embroidery altogether. I decided that it took too much time, you know, setting up the machines, cutting the fabrics and everything. It was just too time consuming for something that I don't really have very much time for as I'm still nursing. So I decided that we would figure out a way. So it turns out 
that there is a thing called sublimation. And with sublimation, you are able to to print a image and then affix it to an item. So what I did was I printed these images and I affixed them onto onesies. And what I would do is I would go to the markets and I would bring everything. I would bring my laptop and I would bring my heat press and I would bring my printer and I would, you know, lay out a catalog in front of my booth and in that had all my different images that people could choose from and they would just tell me what they wanted added. They could walk away for 30 minutes and come back and their shirt would be done. So that was going well. Well, what else can I do? I always wanted more and I always wanted to continue to grow. Well, turns out with sublimation, you could do cell phone cases. So next thing you know, I'm buying cell phone cases and I'm learning how to make them and I'm setting them up at at the fairs and it's going well. So then I'm like, oh, I need I need more. You know, there's only so many people that are going to buy this. Eventually, everybody's going to have it. And then what? So I decided that I was going to go back to Etsy, which technically you can't do. So I had my husband go back to Etsy and, you know, we relaunched and everything was going great. The shirts were selling once again. Um, everything was moving. And then I added on badge reels. I was stepping away from the babies and I was going to cell phone cases. So I was like, well, what else? What, what is something that I could use? Well, I'm a nurse and nurses have to wear badge reels. And with that, you know, they have their ID and they could pull it to scan themselves into the rooms or whatever they need it for. So I started making badge reels. And those things sold faster than I could probably. And they sold fast. So they were cheap. Um, I sold them for, I don't even know, six, seven dollars. I'm always at the low end, um, but they they sold faster than you could think. Uh, I, was, I was packaging packaging them up daily, and every day I would have to go to the mail and drop them off. So the badge rolls were going fantastic. I had hundreds of images, and everything was really going smoothly. And I was like, okay, this is working. Well, for the second time in my life, my heart got crushed, and Etsy kicked us off again. Um, I don't know if it was because I did something wrong or if it's because they figured out it was me, um, but I did get kicked off. So, you know, with that, I had all my supplies and I said, oh, well, all right, time to go back to being a nurse and that's it. So I sold my business again. I sold my tent. I sold my heat press. I sold my printer and my every everything. So here I am once again not doing anything, which is not me. I'm somebody that has to be busy all the time. So with that, you know, I'm at home doing a nurse and it's just not enough. I I just, it's not enough. So then I start, you know, Googling and searching and trying to figure out what else I can do that'll keep me busy and will also fulfill what I need. So next thing you know, I happen to find Amazon. I don't know if you know, but Amazon is not only Amazon, but it's a whole bunch of sellers on Amazon. And I was amazed. So I could become an Amazon seller and sell my things to the people. And it would be seen by millions of people. So I took my bad reels and I started with my bad reels. And I brought those back to Amazon. And they were selling. Not very fast, but but they were there. And they were trickling. But it was taking a long time for me to make those listings and to get those listings to where they were profitable and they were selling on a regular basis. 
So I started searching Google naturally again, and I was trying to figure out how to increase my sales. What can I do to make my sales better? Well, that led me to another um, job, and it was called Retail Arbitrage. This is where somebody will go to a store and will pick up items, and they will resell it on Amazon at a higher price. I was mind blown. How can I do this? So you're telling me that I can buy something and send it into Amazon and sell it for a higher price. Well, that's what they said. So I was skeptical and I was scared and I didn't know what to do. So I tried it. I started at Goodwill and I started at all these crazy places trying to find something that was worth something. Um, I couldn't sell it as new and I knew that. On Amazon, you have the opportunity of selling things as new, like new, used, good. Um, I mainly can't... um, I mainly searched in books, trying to find books that were worth money. I would find some. I wouldn't find some. I learned about different apps that you can use on your phone that'll help you find out if something is worth something. Um, I learned a lot about Amazon. So I, I went with that. I said, okay, let's see where we can go. Amazon was going well. I was going to big box stores. It took me a long time to build up the courage to go from buying a dollar item at Goodwill to going to a big box store and buy something that was $4. Um, so I bought items and I did that for a long time. And then um, we got ready to move to Vermont, which is where we are now. And here in Vermont, it is extremely rural. For me to do what I was doing in Texas, I would have to drive eight hours a day to go up and down the state and all over the state, as well as go to New Hampshire and to New York to get what I could have gotten in Texas. So I sat there, I sat on my pity pot for a long time. I was like, well, there goes that. I can't find things to buy. And when I do find them, I'm tired because I've spent all day driving and shopping. And I'm, I'm, it's just, it's not enough. It's not enough to keep things going. So. I went back to Google and I went back to YouTube and I was trying to figure out what I could do next. You know, what can I do to keep me busy? Well, there you go, Kim. And it was all about private labeling. So I took a course. The course taught me the ins and the outs on how to private label. And then the light bulb clicked. I've been doing this. I've been private labeling. I made my badge reels and I brought those to Amazon. They were going. So I can do that. I can do it again. So I went back to the drawing board. I was coming up with different things that I can make my own, things that I like, things that I can make better. So I tried that out for a little while. It was going well. Um, It wasn't going great, just like my badge reels. They were there. They were selling. They were selling-ish, but not like I imagined and not as fast as I wanted. And creating those listings were hard and I had to get a photographer And I had to do research on my keywords. And it was just a lot of work that I just didn't really want to do. So I went back to the drawing board and I was back to trying to figure out what I was going to do. Well, back to Etsy I go. So with Etsy, I'm now underneath somebody else's name. And I am making my items and they're going well. So naturally, I'm thinking, I'm like, Let's private label them back on the Amazon. 
So I'm moving them to Amazon and, and, and they are, they're going very well. I really can't complain. So Amazon sales are picking up. My private label Amazon items are going. Etsy is going. And then I learned about a course um, for wholesaling. I'm like, wholesaling? Wholesaling what? So I took this course on Amazon all about how to wholesale, how to buy actual new items and sell them as new items, how to get them cheaper and sell them for more, how to bundle, all things related to Amazon, how to do it and how to do it well. So that's what I did. So not only am I now on Amazon as a wholesaler, I'm also there as my own label because I make my own items. And I'm also on Etsy and I'm also on eBay. So eBay is a totally another beast. Um, Very similar though. And I have three different places where my businesses are and things are are where they should be. Um, I have failed and I, it's okay. You just got to pick yourself back up and go again. Um, what I will say is you never want to put all your eggs in one basket. By doing that, you are leading yourself to a heartbreak and you're limiting the amount of customers in which you can have. So now I'd like to talk about why you're here, what my goal is, what I can do for you, and what this entire podcast is all about. Um, I would like to give you my knowledge, um, how I learned to make the items, how I learned to research the items, how I decided what items were worth selling and what items weren't selling, how to research your keywords, your competition, your price range, um, everything that you could possibly need to be successful. The only thing that you have to do is start. Starting is the hardest thing and it's the only thing that I can't control. You have to do it. I can give you all the steps and I can give you the encouragement to do it, but if you can't do it or don't do it, then I can't help you. Um, With that being said, if you can't do it right now, that doesn't mean to stop listening. You just got to find the time and the will and you can do anything. With this, I have been able to have my husband stop working. So he works with me full time and I have actually just left my job. So we both work from home and we do what we do and we love what we do. So that is my goal for you. My goal for you is to take all of the knowledge that I have and to be able to build your own empire and do it well. I hope to give you all of my failures and to give you all of the things that I have learned Uh, along the way this way you don't have to go through those trials and tribulations take my information and my experience and use it for yourself so that you can have a faster time in going from a to b than it took me so that is my goal um for this podcast i'm hoping to help anybody who wants to listen um i look forward to having the next session where we will dive deeper into product selection and how to pick good items that will sell and will do well. Um, I also look forward to going over each individual platform, how to get started, why you should go there. Um, What's the best way? What is the target marketplace that goes there? How to focus on them and target them and brand to them. These are all things that took so long to learn and things that I can hopefully help you speed along and you can do well with. Um, I hope to get questions from you guys and I hope to be able to answer them and then have uh, other handmade entrepreneurs on who can talk about their experiences and the things that they had trouble with and how they got over it. And then um, we'll just 
keep going. We'll talk about eBay and their clients and then Amazon. And then in the end, hopefully we'll be talking to you and how you've done it and what worked for you and what didn't work. You know, we're all in this and that's all we can do. So I'm going to leave you with that and I will see you on episode two. Thanks again for listening to The Handmade Entrepreneur. We look forward to seeing you next Friday for episode number two. Go ahead and subscribe and send us to your friends.